was just now. So he said, I was so impressed with that, I can't wait to hear what I have to say. So we'll talk about Bishalakum. So we'll talk expansively, we'll try to understand the Inyanim a little bit. And we'll speak out a number of things, but in the context of uh, an understanding of the Inyan. And then afterwards we'll speak a little bit uh, begin with a question which this actually happened. Somebody once called me with this question. And I'm sure it's happened to other people too. This means what a question. Bishalaku means food that was cooked by Gentile. And it's also Midrabanan to eat it. Of course it's got its conditions, just like all Isurim had their conditions. But in the Instances where it's also, it's also midrabanum. It's no different eating together with a piece of cheese, cooked together. It's also only an isid rabbanon, basa oif becholab is only an isid rabbanon. What's a midrabanon? Bishal akum is not any less of an isid than that. And bishal akum is <clears throat> also if a guy cooks it, if a Jew is going to do part of the cooking, which we'll speak about in more detail soon, what does it mean, part of the cooking, then it's permitted. Here's the question. <clears throat> person calls up, it's, it's already, it was already, um, I think his wife had already bench lift, it was already, it was already Mechabal Shabbos, and <clears throat> he says he just realized his pot of cholent on the fire was placed there by a guy. He has a guy that works in the house, and they put the pot down, or the pot had already been put down, and the guy turned on the fire. Or maybe the fire was on, and then it was turned off, and then the guy put it back on. Whatever it was, this bishel would have been caused by the guy. The child is sitting on the fire now. It's not cooked yet, but it's already Shabbos. There's nothing we can do about it at this point. So the person is asking, is there an Eitzim to fix it? If it would not be Shabbos, it would be a simple Eitzim. What you would do is, you take the pot off the fire, put it back on the fire. Put it back on the fire, so the Jew was putting it back on the fire, so it was no longer bishalakum. However, once it's Shabbos, so there's an Isra bishal. You're not allowed to cook on Shabbos. So now you're stuck. I say he called up. Probably it was in person, because if he called up, so he still would have been able to do it. But probably it was, it was in person. It was already Shabbos, and he asked this question. He said, what's going to be with my child? Is there any way to fix it? without violating the Isra Bishalon shops. So, <clears throat> I'll tell you what I told him soon. A little background. The halach is, what I mentioned before, that if a guy begins the cooking, and then a Jew has a chalik, he has a, a part of the cooking is done by a Jew, so that's considered not Bishalakum, that's mutu. So what if we have a shear in Bishel of Michael ben Rusoy, which means it's a third or a half cooked. It's in the Rishonim, what it means. So let's say it means it's half cooked. Half means in time. So if it takes an hour to cook this particular item, and now it's a half hour, so that's called Michael ben Rusoy. A guy cooked a piece of meat halfway, and now Jew comes along and he realizes what happened, he wants it. So there's a Machlokes, Rush, the Mechaber, and the Ramah, too late for a Jew to fix it, meaning take it off the fire and put it back, 
after it's Michael ben Rusoy. Because the rule is that once something is cooked to Michael ben Rusoy, then we say that's already a level of cooking, that's already a, it's reached a, a point in the cooking process, a significant point in the cooking. Maybe at this point, too late for a Jew to fix it. It's already been cooked. So this is a machlaikis, according to the Shoruch, it's too late. And according to the Ramah, a Jew can still fix it until the end of the Bishel, for another half hour a Jew can fix it. So let's first understand the sheet of the Rosh, the sheet of the Ramah, that it can be fixed even after it's Michael ben Drusoy. The difficulty here is like this. The three difficulties. Number one, this, what I, this din that I said over is in Simon Kufiud Gimel Siftes. The previous din it says that if a Jew cooks food, Michael ben Drusoy, and then a guy comes along and completes the cooking, that's mutter. Everybody holds that that's mutter. In other words, we say the ikabishal is Michael ben Drusoy, halfway. If a Jew cooked it halfway, then it's mutter, and it will not become usher afterwards. That the Rosh also agrees with. So now, if the Rosh is agreeing, Everybody holds that if it's cooked Kamachal ben Drusoy by a Jew, then a guy can no longer ruin it. So doesn't that mean that the cooking is complete? So then how come if the guy cooks the first half and now a Jew comes along to complete the cooking, why are we now going to say that it could help? The cooking is already complete. Question number one. Question number two is that the Rosh himself holds in Hilchah Shabbos Bishal on Shabbos, the Rosh Hashita is that after Michael ben Drusoy, it is no longer Bishal on Shabbos. Once it's halfway cooked, the Jew comes, takes it out of the refrigerator, puts it on the fire. Doesn't light the fire, that would be Havora, but he takes the food, puts it on the fire to complete the cooking. The Rosh says that that's not a Nisir of Bishal. So why then, if a Jew completes the cooking of Bishal Akum after a guy cooked it halfway, why does that help? It's not cooking anymore. If it was cooking, then it should be cooking on Shabbos. Thirdly, there's a very puzzling thing here. We're saying that, according to the Rosh, according to the Ramah, if a guy cooks it halfway and a Jew completes it, so we say that it's mutter. So we look at it as if the main cooking is done through the Jew. So there's an obvious question here. What if the Jew doesn't complete it? What if the guy cooks it halfway? And that's the way it is. And it remains that way. It's cooked halfway. Is it permitted to eat it just the way it is? The halacha is everybody holds that it's also to eat it. When it's cooked kamachal ben drusoy by the goy, that's a bishel, and it's also to eat it. So then the question is, so why, according to the rosh, so, so how, how does it become mutter afterwards? How do we understand that? If it's already bishel akam when it's halfway cooked, so, so that means that that's cooked. So how, how could it help if the Jew is adding to the cooking afterwards? So here's a, the way I think to understand it, and then we'll come back to the question that we asked. The way to understand it, I think, is like this. There's a difference between cooking on Shabbos and cooking in Bishalakum. Cooking on Shabbos, person is chayah for cooking on Shabbos because he did an act of Bishal, which is significant. That act that he did onto itself has to be a significant act. The fact that there is prior cooking, that there will be later cooking, it's not relevant, because he's got to do, in order to be chayef for Bishal on Shabbos, he has got to do something which onto itself is a maise choshev, is something that warrants being chayef for Bishal on Shabbos. So that's the chilake. On Shabbos, once Kamachal ben Soy, what the Jew does cooking afterwards is not Bishal, 
because what the Jew does afterwards is not significant, it's not meaningful, it doesn't effect a change. I mean, it's a lot different in that we're not viewing, our focus is not on the act of cooking, but on the tafshel, on the product. Because the Yisra Bishalakam is to eat something that was produced, that was cooked through a guy. So now, if this end product is something, cooked product, is something that was produced by a combination of a Jew and a guy, you can't split it and say there's this half and there's this half. There's one piece of meat over here. There's one meatball. So it was partially cooked by a Jew and partially cooked by a guy. First the guy and then the Jew. If the guy cooked it Kamachel ben Rusoy, at that point it would be awesome. So how could it become mutter if it was when the Jew cooks it? Because at the end, we have one piece of meat, and that one piece of meat, it has a Yad Yisrael Be'emtza, it has the participation of Jew in the preparation of this thing. If it has the active presence of the effect of what a Jew did in this food, then that's not Bishal Akum. That's Bishal Yisrael also. We're not focused on the act that the Jew did to assign him responsibility for an act. That's not the issue. The issue is, this food, was it prepared by a guy or was it prepared also by a Jew? Once the cooking is complete, it's inseparable. You can't say that this part of the cooking and that part of the cooking. So that, I think, is the difference. So if a guy, if a Jew cooks Kamachel ben Rusoy, and a guy comes along and finishes it, it doesn't make a difference because the Jew's participation is there. On Shabbos, if a Jew cooks after Michael ben Drusoy, according to the Roy, not Bishel, he's not Chach. It's not a significant act. It's already Roy La'achilam. And that also explains why it is that if a guy cooks Michael ben Drusoy and a Jew does not finish it, it's also. Because right now, the cooking that's present is a cooking, it's a tafshil, it's a product which is completely, un- completely caused by a guy, so that's Bishel so we paskin, I say we, I mean those that are not Svardim, those that go into the Ramah. Svardim go like the Mechaber. But according to the Ramah, so Lichat you discover that a guy cooked something and it's not yet fully cooked. It's after Machel ben Rusoy. So you can still save it, take it off the fire, put it back, and it'll be mutter as long as it was not yet fully cooked. That's B'diyevet. L'chathchilo, even according to the Ramah, you should fix it before Michael ben Rusoy, if possible. But if you arrive on the scene after it's Michael ben Rusoy, then already it's mutter to fix it after Michael ben Rusoy. So therefore, you would be permitted to purchase, go into the grocery store, and you could buy frozen vegetables. We're talking about frozen vegetables that would not be roy to eat. In order to be also for Bishalakam, it has to be that it's a food which is not a food which cannot be eaten raw. It's a food which needs cooking. So we're talking about those types of vegetables that would have to be cooked. And they're frozen, which means that they were partially cooked. So they were certainly frozen vegetables are surely cooked in Michael ben Rusoy, but they're not completely cooked. According to the Ramah, once they're already in that state and they're in the store, that's a bit of evidence. You would be permitted, it seems to me, you would be permitted to, to buy those uh, vegetables and you would be able to complete the cooking and it would be mutter. You also, if the first part of the by the guy was bishel, meaning in a pot with water, that's one type of preparation, and you want to complete the cooking in a different way, you want to bake it, you want to grill it, that's okay, that's the same thing. 
doesn't make a difference how you complete it. Whatever kind of bishul you add on to it afterwards will be matarit and it will be mutter to eat. What? Sure. What would be, if, if a yesoid is that it's a bit in the tashil, what would happen in a case, and I think they tried to make this type of uh, solution, that if a guy puts something on a fire that's not lit, but there's an activation that every 30 seconds it checks if the pot is on, mm-hmm. and then bederach gromai, I don't know if it's a little bit better than a grama, mm. the, the fire is going to be turned off. So when I said the top shield, it could be misyachis to the guy, but he didn't do the action. So if it's not probably so much in the action, maybe it should be usher over here because it's misyachis to the guy. How much of a, of a mice do you need? I, I think you need a mice. I think, I think grama is not enough. Um, I, I wrote about it. I brought this Araya from a uh, Maril, the Beis brings a Maril. The Beis brings the Gemara by Chatzinezek Tzreiris. Gemara and Ketzer the Regal talks about uh, about Groma about uh, so I, I think you need a you need a Misa so depends how it's set up if it's a Misa it's good if it's not so it's like the Ruach did it I mean if the Ruach did it so it's not Jew it's not Goy so it's it, it's nothing it doesn't doesn't change anything now let me before we get back to the She'ela we started with let me ask you a question like this it's a very very puzzling thing I don't have an answer for it it's bothering me for many years. This halacha that the Ramah says that if you have a food which was cooked kamachal ben rusoi and a goy uh, cooked it kamachal ben rusoi, so it's oser now. If you wanted to eat the food right now, it would be oser to eat. Fine. A Jew comes along and he finishes it, so we say now it becomes mutter. Now, before the Jew comes along, so we just said the food at that point is oser to eat. So now, that food gave a blia. There's a tam from that food which is being cooked. It went into the pot, right? If you were to take the food out of the pot now, that food which is also al spishalako, that asas kalim. <clears throat> if you were to take the food out of the pot and you would want to cook something else in the pot, a Jew wants to cook something else in the pot, and it would absorb the tam that's balua in the daifen. It would be also because there's a tam isser in there. So now. The guy, let's go back again. The guy cooked in this pot, Kamachel ben Rusoy. So the pot was Belea Issa. Now the Jew comes along, he takes it off the fire, and he puts it back. So what about what's absorbed in the daifen and the wall of the pot? So you'll say, well, that too underwent the second stage of the Bishel. So just like the Jew fixed the food, he also fixed the Belea, the time of the food, which is absorbed in the daifen. It's not enough of an answer, because what if, a few things, what if he, he, he stirred it with a spoon? He had a spoon, and he stirred the pot while the, before the Jew added on his bishel, at that point. And then he took out the spoon, and he didn't put it back in. So it's going to come out that the food is mutter, and the spoon is also, or even stronger. When you cook, so the water boils out, and that's a natural, natural thing that takes place when you're cooking. So that means that the level of liquid in the pot is constantly going down. So let's say at the beginning it was six inches high, the liquid. The guy put food in six inches high, and it's cooking away. It's Kamachel ben Drusoy. At that point, let's say it's down to five inches. That means that up to five inches in the dyphon, there's a blea of it. <clears throat> now the Jew comes along, and 
since the level of, of liquid in the pot is dropping, so not everything that Jew is going to cook now in the doifen is going to undergo the cooking of the Jew because some of it is going to be too high. That's a question whether if you cook something in a pot, is it going to, in the fapea, as the Lashon of the Gemara, is it going to bubble up to the parts that are higher? Pardon me? Even with the lid? I don't hear what you're saying. Even with the lid on top? Even with the lid on top. Um, if it has a lid on top, uh, no. So if it's near the kisa, so if it has a lid on top, it won't be a problem. Right. I don't see none of the paiskin that I've seen. Nobody talks about this. But it's, it's, an obvious, it's an obvious point. Okay. <clears throat> We'll talk about it soon. That's uh, the Aglaital uh, speaks about it. We'll come to that soon. <clears throat> now, let's talk about what's called, now we're coming back to the question we started with. Let's talk about what's called Mitztamek V'yofaloi. Mitztamek V'yofaloi is a phrase in the Gemara, in Shabbos, as an Isser of Shehiyah. You're not allowed to put food on the fire before Shabbos, <clears throat> even though you're not doing anything on Shabbos. The food is raw when Shabbos comes, so we're concerned that you may want to hurry things along and you'll stoke the fire and you'll be over on the Molochah of Havar. So <clears throat> we say that if it's Kemachel ben Drusoy or Nizbashel Kol at some point we say the food is already cooked and the person is not any longer going to be in a hurry. And we're not cheshish anymore that he's going to stoke the fire, so it's mutter you're allowed to leave it like that even without a blach. So there the Gemara says there's such a thing as mitztamek v'yofaloi. That's a food which is completely cooked, but if you leave it on the fire, it gets more tasty. It gets crunchy. You know, chalant is fully cooked after two hours, three hours, four hours, whatever it is. At some point, it's completely cooked, well before Shabbos. I mean, if you put it up uh, 12 o'clock, it's well before Shabbos. And yet, the chalant tastes better. Later at night, the next morning, it tastes better. So what, what is that improvement called? That's called mitztamek. Mitztamek means it dries out. It gets crispy, crunchy. Theophiloi. Sometimes the thing gets dried out and it ruins it. Mitztamek, and it's theophiloi. It's the kind of crispy, crunchy, which is good for the food, good for you. And that's called mitztamek theophiloi. So this is a principle which is not mentioned by Bishalakam. It's mentioned only in the Gemara and Shabbos, as we just now said. So now, what's the halacha like this? A goy cooked it, kemachel ben drusoy. Let's say the goy even cooked it, kol tzorchoy. It's completely cooked. The goy completely cooked the food, and it's awesome. It's too late now for a Jew to come along and finish the cooking, because it's already completely cooked. However, the Jew could do a mitztamek v'yofala. Well, let's say it's a pot of chalant, and chalant is a thing which is mitztamek v'yofala. So the goy cooked the chalant completely, the Jew comes along, it's mitztamek v'yofaloi, it would be mitztamek v'yofaloi. The Jew takes it off the fire and puts it back. Is mitztamek v'yofaloi also going to be considered a hechsher, something kind of bishel, which will be matted of food? Is that also going to be a hechsher? Do I say it's a hechsher because it's an improvement in the product in the tafshel? Or do I say it's already fully cooked? This is not cooking anymore. This is making it taste better, but it isn't cooking. Just like if it'll sprinkle salt on it, it'll improve it, but it's not cooking. So, Mitzvah of the Yofaloi, you could say, is also not cooking. 
So a lot of place can say, Rishayim, the Ra'ah, and the Yisubahatim, a number of the Achrayim also say that it helps. I'll give you an example of this. You're traveling. This uh, comes up. Uh, I've been asked this question many times, and there's a, there's a good answer to it. Not, not, not all questions have such an easy answer. A person is traveling. You know, Yeshiva Bachram going on a Tiyul, and they're uh, 200 miles from the nearest uh, Jewish uh, grocery store, bakery, and they're makbid on Pas Palter. Not everybody's makbid, but let's say these people are makbid. They don't want to eat the bread, which is, you understand that Bishal Akum and Pas Palter is not the same thing. Bishal Akum, there are no heterim. Like I said before, it's like eating Bosa Aif Bechalom. Pas Palter is a special heter on pas, on bread. If it's made by a commercial baker as opposed to a private individual, so they were matim mishum chayy nefesh because people won't have what to eat. But anyway, a person who is makbid on pas palter, and so the person is calling up and he says, you know, I was in Shaprite and they have the bread which has a, has a hashgacha, it's got an OU on it, but it's pas akum, it's pas palter. So what, what can I do? So I say, very simple. You put it in the toaster. An oven, a toaster. If you toast it, if you like toast better, assuming that's mustamik v'yofaloi, then that's going to be matirit. You can be soimich on these paiskim that say mustamik v'yofaloi, just like the Ramos cook k'maychel ben Rusa, and the Jew completes the cooking, or even just adds to the cooking. Doesn't have to complete it. He adds a little bit to the cooking, so then it'll be matirit. Because it's yad yisrael be'emtsa. This tafshel has the participation, the contribution of a Jewish cooking. So too, Mitzlamik V'yofla is the same thing. There is the contribution of a Jew in this thing. How do we understand this? That Mitzlamik V'yofla is machshirit. It isn't cooking. On Shabbos, if you put something on the fire, you have a piece of chicken in the refrigerator. It's fully cooked, and you want it not just warm, but you want it to be more crispy. And you put it not on the fire, and I'll do that on Shabbos, not because it's bishul, but because of xero. You have to have a blech, it has to be there before Shabbos, and so on. You don't put it directly on the fire, but you put it in a place further away from the fire where it's mutter to put it on Shabbos. And it'll become stomach v'yofalo. It'll become crispy and crunchy on Shabbos. Is that an isser of bishul? And the answer is it's not. There's no isser bishul on that. Because bishul is the transformation to effect the transformation of something from being raw to being cooked. This is not raw. It's not at all raw. It's not even just... Michael Ben Rousseau, it's fully cooked, so it's not raw at all, so there's no, there's no uh, it's exempt from Bishel. There is no Bishel that can take place with this. Well, these things don't uh, just give me one second, let me just finish this point. I'll come back in a second. <coughs> but Mestamek Viofaloi isn't cooking, so it's mutter to do this on Shabbos. So, Mamela, how do we understand this? So, why does it help for Bishel Akum? So, the answer is the same spara we said before that in Bishel Akum, What's matirid, if a Jew contributes to the bishel, what's matirid is not that what the Jew did is an act of bishel. You don't need that it should be an act of bishel. What you need is that the completed tafshil was prepared partially through a Jew. And they're not, it's not separable. Within the tafshil, you can't say this is the mitzvah v'yofalei part and this is the part that was raw. Obviously, that's meaningless. So you say, this tafshil, which I am enjoying, is a thing that was partially prepared by a Jew. Okay? partially prepared by a Jew, that's not Bishalakum. So I'll be, I'll be with you in a second. That's the answer to the 
question, or I think that's the answer to the question that we started out with. I asked you, person says, my child is on the fire, it's already Shabbos, the guy put the food on the fire, what can I do now? If I take it off the fire, which I certainly can do on Shabbos, then I can't put it back, it's an exhibition on Shabbos. What can I do on Shabbos to save my child? I say it's very simple, like Leave the cholent there. It's also to eat it now. It's bishalakum. Leave the cholent, let it cook and cook and cook until it's completely cooked. Once you're sure, you better be sure it's completely cooked, then take the cover off, put the cover back on. That's a siyua that's adding to the bishal. I mean, you can take it off the fire and put it back also. Same thing. But let's say you don't have a blast, so you wouldn't be able to do that. This is simple. Take the cover off, put the cover back on, a pot that doesn't have a cover is not going to cook as well as a pot with a cover. Putting the cover on, the putting the cover on is the thing that you could do before it says Basha Kotzorchei also. The guy cooked the Kamachal Ben Drusoy. You want to add, complete the cooking. So you can take off the, I said before, take it off the fire and put it back. Taking off the cover and putting the cover back is the same thing as taking it off the fire and put it back. So here, the, the, the trick is, how can you do this on Shabbos is an Isabishal. In Stamak Viofala, there's no Isabishal on Shabbos. Yet at the same time, Mitzvah Viyofalo is going to be misaking the food for Bishalaku. So there's your Eitzel. So you can have your Cholom. What did you want to say? And eat it too. What did you want to say? So we'll talk about that right away. Bishalach Afiyah. Maybe he mentioned that, I'm not sure, but we'll talk about that soon. Believe me, neither. I have a mind to, to come to that. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. As long as visual, after the Okay, I, I understand the point. Okay, I, I think we'll come. Just give me one second. Let me mention also like this that <clears throat> if Mitzvah Viofalo is going to be moderate, as we said. However, putting it on the fire just to warm it up, that's not Bishal. That's not Bishal, and that's not Mitzvah Viofalo. That's just a change in temperature. That's not going to help. Um, let's say it was frozen. Guy cooked it, and then it was frozen. You want to put it on the fire to defrost it. That also is not, is not Mitzvah Viofalo. That's just making that it shouldn't be frozen anymore. <clears throat> There's another Eitzah. Did you want to say something? There's another Eitzah like this. In this uh, circumstance that I mentioned before, that a guy cooked something, it's Shabbos. So what can you do? Now this Eitzah is only going to help if it didn't reach Michael ben yet. The halacha is that Bishalakum is only awesome if the guy intended to cook it. The case in the Gemara is a, <clears throat> a guy lit a fire in a, what the Gemara calls an agam, uh, underbrush, and there are <clears throat> chagovim there, grasshoppers, which are muta to eat, uh, those kind of grasshoppers that are permitted to eat, and they get uh, roasted, these uh, hapless grasshoppers inside the uh, bushes there. And then he goes around and collects them, he wants to eat them. The guy is the one who lit the fire. He wanted to just clear the underbrush, he wasn't looking to cook grasshoppers. And now a Jew wants to eat these grasshoppers. Gemara says it's motto, because the guy was not mechaven. His intention was not to do any cooking. He didn't know there was any food in there, so it's motto. So now, <coughs> let's say, same case, you got your chalent, guy put it on the fire, 
and you, you realize they have a promised Shabbos already, what can you do? So now, in a case, if, 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 if it's muta amir la'akum, it's not, it's not muta to tell a guy to do a malach on Shabbos just for any old reason, obviously. But let's say you're making a simcha and many people and be a big problem if you don't have your chalant. And let's say you go to the rub and the rub says under these circumstances it's permitted to ask a guy to do malacha to save your chalant. So here's what you could do. <coughs> you could, <coughs> if it's on a stove, which is electric, <coughs> you can have a guy come down to your basement and turn off the electric and turn it back on. He doesn't know that you have food on the stove. I mean, don't take him through the kitchen. Don't tell him. And even if you'll say, he knows you have a stove. He knows that there might be food. Just like the din is that if a guy lights a fire in an oven, even if he doesn't know there's food in there, but we say he knows there might be food in there. Yeah, but he doesn't know that you have an electric oven. You might have a gears oven. So when he's turning back on the power, he doesn't know that he's doing any cooking. He's not mechavim for cooking. He's mechavim. You should have lights and air conditioning. If that's the case, if Amir al-Akum is mutter, which is number one, and number two, if it's the case that the guy doesn't know, I mean, if you go to the guy and you tell him, my children, my children, come down and all right, that, that's not going to help. But if the guy Taka doesn't know, then it would be mutter. I've always wondered, <clears throat> I've always wondered, um, you know, in, in the New York metropolitan area, a lot of us go up to the country, you know, the Catskills for the summer, and, uh, you know, it's a little primitive there. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to make you feel better. <clears throat> um, and often the electric goes out. And uh, it's often on Shabbos the electric goes out. Well, right before Shabbos, you know, everybody's got their blow dryers going and dryers, you know, clothes dryers. And the electric goes out. And they turn on the electric on Shabbos. So you're getting a guy to make a repair, turn it on, whatever it is he's doing. So I've always wondered... Why shouldn't it be Bishalakum when the guy is turning on? Well, let's say it was just your bungalow that, that lost power. And he comes and he turns it on. <clears throat> he may very well know. I mean, this is the fellow who works over there. He knows what happens on Shabbos. He knows everybody has their child on the fire. He knows when he turns back on the electric. He knows you have a, he knows you, you may not know if you have a gears oven or electric oven, but he knows. He's the maintenance man. And he's turning it on. He knows he's turning back on the stove. He knows there's most probably food on the stove. He doesn't know the exact status, you know, how far along in the bishop it is, but he knows that there's surely cooking going on over here. <coughs> it's not clear to me why that shouldn't be us or else, bishop Akum. I'm not saying it's us. I'm just asking it as a question. I know that this has come up, and <coughs> I've heard people have told me that this rub, that rub, I mean, uh, distinguished Chashev Rabban have said, it's not a problem. I'm just saying I don't really understand why. I'm not arguing. I just don't understand so well why, why it should be moved. But anyway, in this case, where the guy has no idea that you have a, an electric stove, then it should be motor because he's not being mechaving to, uh, to cook. Say again? Yeah, this would have to be before Michael Ben Rousseau. Why? I mean, I know you understand what I'm saying for everybody else. Because if it's after Michael Ben Rousseau, then it's already awesome. It's not going to help. You're not going to be moderate by having another guy do the, the rest of the cooking. Even though this guy, his, what he is doing is not bishalakum because he doesn't know that there's food, so there's no wizard bishalakum. Fine, but it's not a Jew either. So it's as if the Ruach came 
like it happened by itself. It happened by itself is not going to asa, but it's also not going to take off the iser of bishul akum that already is extant because the guy did the first part of the cooking. It's a good question, but it's clear, the din is, it's clear that that's no good. If, if a Jew puts it on the fire and it cooks less than Michael ben Jusoy, and then it's taken off the fire, <coughs> and now a guy puts it on the fire, it's, it is awesome. I, mean, I, I hear the question that you're asking, why don't I say that at the end it had the uh, Yad Yisrael ben I, 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 I understand, I understand. The, the, this was necessary. It's more than with stomach I, I hear the question. It's a good question. The Nezer says that <coughs> since we say, that's what you mentioned before, maybe you mentioned it also, that since we say in Hilchas Shabbos, in the Shittas Hayyarayim, that Yesh Bishel Achatzli, Yesh Tzli Achabishel, Bishel Acharafi, Achafi Achabishel, so he says that if something was fully cooked, and I told him it's stomach be awful, he says the thing was Bishel, it was cooked in a pot with water, it was fully cooked, and now you want to be mat by a guy, and you want to be matarit, so you can make tzli. He says you could roast it. That's going to help to be machshirit. It's not mashman in the paiskim that this helps, because in all the cases, the paiskim are speaking about, can you fix it, what we've been discussing, can you fix it before it's nizbash kotsochai, the guy started it, the Jew ended it, the yid started it, the guy ended it, all these cases, nobody says it's an obvious thing. You can always just, even if the guy did everything, you can always just be silent. Why don't the, why don't the pais come say it? It seems that it doesn't help. And I, I think the far is, well, why shouldn't it help? So, as you were saying before, it makes sense that it should help. But I think the reason is, mitzamek v'yofaloi is better than that. Even though, you'll be chayav on Shabbos, according to the Urayim, and mitzamek v'yofaloi is mutal on Shabbos. But the difference is that it becomes mitzurif, it becomes added, becomes part and parcel of the first part of the Bishel. Whereas Bishel Achatzli, Tzli Acha Bishel, the reason Yechayev is because we say you're doing something different now. Tzli and Bishel don't go together. If they would go together, then they wouldn't be Chayev or anything. I'm just adding to what's already a complete Bishel. But the reason Yechayev is Tzli Acha Bishel is because I say that Tzli is something new. So the Bishel is already complete. So the Tzli is not going to take off the use of Bishel Acham. That's what I would say. But what Say again? So Bishel, oh, so Dova Lachshin Tzdanein, a liquid which is cooked on Shabbos, so many recalled Lachshin Tzdanein, once it cools off, you have a soup, once it cools off, um, and now you heat it up again, so Yechayev, some Rishonim said it, Yechayev on Shabbos. And this we don't find, that if a guy cooks chicken soup, that you could just warm it up, and it should be, um, and it should be matirit. This is a culture came from Mitzamek. It bothers me very much. I'll just speak how, how it bothers me. Just explain what the, exactly what the problem is. Because you could say it's not a hemshich of the original bishel. Say the first bishel is over and done with. And once it cools off, why is it that you chayef a bishel again after it cools off? Because you say that's a new bishel. What happened to the old bishel? A liquid that cooled off. The bishul was bottled. It's not here anymore. So now what you're doing is a new bishul. That's why you're on Shabbos. So we can understand that it's a hemshach of the old bishul and it would be good. But then the problem is that if we're saying that when it cools off, the bishul goes off, 
So why doesn't the Isser of Bishal Akim go off? Just like the Beis Yosef says in his Chuvis Afkas Reichel, the Achronim bring this down, Lahalocha, <coughs> that if a guy cooks something and then you dry it out, you know, think of um, uh, oatmeal, you know, those packets of oatmeal which are already cooked. And you put in hot water, but it's, it's already cooked. There are other things like that, um, uh, potato flakes, things that were, were already cooked, and then they're dried out, and then you put in water and you can recook it. Put in hot water, you can recook it. So let's say it was cooked by a guy. Let's say potatoes is oil al shulcham alochim, it was cooked by a guy. And now it dried out. It's not royal achila anymore. It's totally not royal achila as is. So the Beis Yosef says that that's moto. Because the Isra Bishal Akam goes off. If we'll have a chance, maybe we'll talk about some applications of that. So if that's true, that the reason why if a guy cooked the Dov Alach and then a Jew recooked it, it cooled off, and then a Jew cooked it a second time, and we'll say that the reason it doesn't help is because the first Bishal went off. So pray tell, why doesn't the Isra Bishal Akam go off? The same way the Beis Yosef says, once the bishul is bottled, then, then the when you cook something, you cook a piece of meat, and it cools off, it's still a cooked piece of meat. That's why if you're going to cook it again on Shabbos, you're not going to be chayv. But it's a problem. I, I mean, for me, it's a problem. I, I don't know what the answer is to this. The liquid of the soup is edible broth. The liquid of the soup is edible, so you mean to say... Yeah, that's correct. Are you saying you're saying that if it's lach, if all right, I, I hear what you're saying. If it's water, but let's say it's uh, you know gravy, right? You can have you know like a meat soup. You know, it has a has gravy. You know. Yeah, but, but that it's raw. Yeah, right. No, you're right. The water, you would be you're certainly correct. Even, I'm sorry, even? That it's not Bishel. It's, it's true what you're saying. The, the, I mean, the Chazanish holds that way. The Chazanish says, the din, the, the din is that the Ramos says that the Bishel Acha Bishel on a Dovel Acha Shabbos, so the Ramos says that it's mutter to reheat it if it's not Nitzan and Legamri. So what kind of a gather is that? What do you mean it's not Nitzan and Legamri? Is it, is it Yatsi Lezis boy? Not Yatsi Lezis boy. What is this line Nitzan and Legamri? So the Chazanish says that, um, that it's really because Me'ikah Hadin, it's not Bishel. Me'ikah Hadin is like those Rishayim. But uh, it's just, you know, line Nitzan and Legamri, so we made a Chumrah. So that's true. But we still have to speak about it. Not everybody agrees with the Chazanish. I think the Mishabur doesn't agree with him. And also, there are Rishonim, those Rishonim that hold that it is Chiyav Bishel, and so they hold that it is, right? I mean, you still have to deal with that. Okay, let's try to move on to some other things. <coughs> uh, very much Nagel and Maisam. Let me mention <coughs> a very important gather in Oil al Shulcham Malachim. We mentioned before the gather of Nechel Chai. Bishel Akam is only on something that's not Roy to eat raw. So then what Goy did was significant. The reason Bishalakam is also Mishum Chasnas, you'll become close to the Goy. A Jew will come to intermarry with his daughter, with the Goy's daughter. 
So it's only also if the guy did something significant and meaningful. So it's only something that would not be right to eat uh, raw. The other condition is that it has to be a Michael Choshu, the Lashon of the Gemara. It's Eilal Shulchan Malachim. So we'll talk in a moment what is Shulchan Malachim, what is that, uh, how do we define that today. But let me mention to you first <coughs> a very important gather in this Indian. It, it touches almost everything in Eilal Shulchan Malachim and the definition of Eilal Shulchan Malachim. It's a terrible question that we said before, all the way at the beginning, we said that if a guy cooks something, Kamaychel ben Drusoy, at that point, it's awesome. The Jew could fix it. The Jew could finish the cooking. He could make uh, the Gemara of the Bishel. He could make Mitzdamek v'yofalot. But at that point, if nothing is done, it's awesome. How could it be that this is awesome? Everybody says that it's awesome. All the place Gemara in agreement that it's awesome. It's not Eilal Shulchan Malachim. It's the thing is a third or a half cooked. How could it be awesome else Bishel If it's only... It's only uh, Michael Ben Rusoy. It's a gefarlicha question. So there are a number of terutzim which are very unsatisfying. But the Ferris Lamaisha says, it is Eilal Shulchan Malach. All right, it's hard to, hard to accept it. The Emek Halacha says, you go after the min. It's a min which is Eilal Shulchan Malach. This particular product is not ours, it's raw, it's half raw. But, you know, it's meat, it's beef. Beef is oil al-shulcham alachim. But it's, there are many riots from the Paiskin. There isn't the time to go through it. There are many cases in the Paiskin where they're talking about the same min, for example, oiriz, rice. So this product from it is oil al-shulcham alachim, and that product from rice is oil al-shulcham alachim. This is not, and, and it has different din. There are many illustrations of this in the Paiskin. So the halacha is not that way. The Shem Aryeh says an answer that it's not and he says it's only also if a Jew finishes the cooking according to the Rajbo that says the Machaba that says that once a guy cooks a Machab and Jusoy it can't be salvaged I how is it also it's not he says yeah it's only also if a Jew finishes the cooking then it'll be it's very hard to accept that something is going to be Osir al Bishalakum only because of the contribution of a Jew. You don't want to say that what the Jew did will be Matarit, fine. But you're going to say that it only became Osir because of what the Jew did, it's, it's, it's hard. So there's a Sefer Chesed Lavram from the big Chachamim uh, from the Anche Sparat. And he says a very Yisaitistic together in this Indian. He says like this, doesn't mean as it emerges from the pot, you could just take it and plunk it down in front of the melech. That's Eilal Shulchan Malachim. Very few things are like that. You could just take it straight from the pot. It has to be prepared. Maybe you'll garnish it. Maybe you'll add various spices to it. Maybe you'll put it on a nice plate. Maybe you'll serve it with other things. I'll give you examples right away. That's called Eilal Shulchan Malachim because it's roy to be oilal shulchan malachim after it's completed. Not completed in terms of its cooking, but after it's completed, prepared karoy for a melech. You might eat it this way in your house. This is not the way the melech eats it. That doesn't mean it's not oilal shulchan malachim the way you eat it. It's roy to be oilal shulchan malachim. So that's, he says, that is riotous, is from this din. It's cooked Kamachel ben Drusoy. So how could you say only Kamachel ben Drusoy? So how could you say it's Eilal Shulchan Malachim? Because you could finish it. You could finish the cooking. Kamachel ben Drusoy is considered cooked. So it's awesome. The guy cooked it. 
Ah, it's not oil al shulchan The same way, it's only oil al shulchan if you season it. It's also only oil al shulchan if you finish the cooking. That doesn't take away from it not being oil al shulchan So let's speak a number of illustrations of this. It touches, as I said, it touches everything. So first of all, I think the halach is like the chesed labram. The other terutzim are very difficult, and this is really siyashev. It's a very satisfying, this gather that he says. At fine steaks and steakhouses, it's known that meeting rare is the, the best kind of way to serve it. Most of yeah, so that, that yes, Most yes. We like it well done. It's, it's all true, and I thought about that also. That's only steak. <laughs> not scrambled eggs, and not macaroni, and so on and so forth. So it doesn't, doesn't help for everything. So first of all, what does it mean malachim? Does it mean uh, aristocrats, nobility, kings? So the Birkei Yosef brings from the Arizal <clears throat> that it means sarim. Chosh um, of a people doesn't have to be dafka malachim. The Rambam's lotion on this is something that's not oilal shulchan malachim. He says it's a thing, ain't odom mezamein chaveri olam. The person invites somebody over, you prepare something, bakovedik for him. It's not something you would invite somebody over for. So it doesn't have to be a melech, it doesn't have to be mamish, uh, uh, a king. But it's uh, something you would prepare for a, for a chosh of a person. There's a lotion in the Shatzi and in, uh, in the Mishabura on something else. The Gemara says, Kol Yisrael B'nei Melochim. Look, obviously something else in Pregba Me'isha. And the Shatzi says, B'nei Melochim Lavdata. He says, Hu Adin B'nei Ashirim. Also, Lagabi that din. So here also, oil al shulchan malachim doesn't mean dafka malachim. How would you apply this lamaisa? So I would say that something that would be served at a formal meal, a banquet, a chasana, you know, today standards are slipping, are plummeting. In many, many places and many things and by many people, there are no standards at all. I, so we can't deal with that. I mean, you know, don't ask me a kasha that you went to a chasana and people were, you know, were eating uh, Cheerios. Uh, okay, you know, look, look how they were dressed also. Look how they speak. Look how they talk and so on. But where there's, where, where, where there's such a thing as a standard, that's the standard. The applicable standard is a formal sudam, a state dinner in the White House. Or a yid makes a chasana is also... That would be considered oil al shulchan malachim. Hold on a second, please. <clears throat> also, oil al shulchan malachim is taluy lefi mekaymoi It's not a thing that's fixed from the times of Chazal. It's not a thing that's fixed all over the world to be the same. <coughs> if in Los Angeles this is oil al shulchan malachim and in New York it's not, then here it's going to be awesome and in New York it won't be awesome and vice versa. Different kehilois, different uh, cultures have may, have may have different standards about these kinds of things. So each uh, each group, each kehilo, each ear, however you magdir it. I mean, I'm not getting into the exact details of it, but you understand. Also, to be oil al shulchan malachim, I'll give you an example of this. Uh, potatoes. <clears throat> so the Chochmah Sodom says, that potatoes is oil al shulchan malach. Along comes the Arach shulchan. You have to know a little history over here. The Chochmah Sodom lived in the times of the Groh, a little bit after the Groh. So that's about uh, 200 years ago. 
the Arachashulchan um, lived later. And the Arachashulchan brings what the Chacham Sodom says that potatoes is Zayla Shulchan Malachim. And he says, What are you saying? This is not all Shulchan. He says, It's a Michael Ledalasa'om. It's for the, for the peasants. Like we know in Europe, the peasants ate potatoes. That, that's, you, could always, you could always find potatoes. The finer people, better things. Yeah, so it changed because potatoes is then in the um, American, um, uh, whatever it is, a vegetable or whatever you call it. It's not a thing that was in Europe until it came from America, just like tobacco and other things that came from, from the Western Hemisphere. So when it was originally brought in the 1600s and 1700s, it was an import. It was a very harsh of a thing. It's by the Chach Masodim, Michael Sodom. But then they planted half of Ukraine with potatoes, so it was no longer a chash of a thing. It was a michael, a dalasam. The, the chash of a people were no longer so excited and infatuated with it. So it was no longer chash So it depends. It depends on the situation. Oil al also is not only the main dish. Le parperes, an appetizer. Kinuach suda. You might say, if, if you wanted to invite a chash of a person, you wouldn't just serve him an appetizer. You would serve him the main dish. You say that's not oil al shulchan malachim, but no, that's oil al shulchan malachim because it's oil al shulchan in the context of a suda. It's part of a suda chashuva. I have a suffix like this <clears throat> at a smorgasbord. You know, you go to a wedding or a dinner. So there's a smorgasbord before the meal. There are things that they'll serve at a smorgasbord which are not oil al shulchan malachim to be served at a meal. For example, for example, um, franks and blanks. I don't think they'll serve it. I don't think you would serve it. Maybe for kids, but uh, you wouldn't serve it at a meal. But you'll see it all the time at a smorgasbord. Um, is the smorgasbord looked at as part of the meal? Well, you say, this is a smorgasbord. This is a suda. Smorgasbord is not a lo shulcham I mean, this is. Well, do you look at it as an appetizer as part of the meal? I don't know. Now, we understand a little bit what's a lo shulcham and Let's go back to this you saw it from the Chesed Lavron. He says, anything which, if it can be prepared further, it will be Eil al-Shulchan Malachim. He says that that's considered Eil al-Shulchan Malachim. So I'll give you a few illustrations of this. Let's say you have, let's take potatoes. Potatoes today is certainly Eil al-Shulchan Malachim. <clears throat> now, boiled potatoes are not going to be Eil al-Shulchan Malachim. <coughs> How do you cook potatoes? You boil them. And then you make mesh potatoes oil al shulcham malachim. So, so why is it why is potatoes oil shulcham? The answer is because they prepare it, they season it, they'll garnish it with something, they'll present it in a nice way, they'll mash it, and then it's oil al shulcham malachim. But that's not cooking. The cooking is when it's boiled in the pot. That's the chesed la rum. That's called oil al shulcham malachim because it can, after the cooking, it can be presented, prepared to be oil al shulcham malachim. The potatoes that you cook in your pot, your boiled potatoes, can also be served al shulcham malachim. It just you're not going to go to the trouble, or you don't have the expertise to pre, to present it, to prepare it the way the mel, the way it'll be prepared for the melech. But that's oil al shulcham malachim. Another example would be chopped liver. Assuming that chopped liver, you know, after it's uh, I say chopped liver, I mean you know the way it's prepared, you'll see that at a smorgasbord. So if you say that a smorgasbord or at a suda shabbos, I'm not sure if a suda shabbos is enough to make something oil al shulcham malachim, but let's say it is. So let's say chopped liver is oil al shulcham malachim. How do you make chopped liver? So you have to broil the livers. Broiled livers is not oil al shulcham just as it is, right? It would have to be 
something would have to be added to it, making it the chopped liver or saute it afterwards, put onions in, something. Just plain broiled livers is not oil al shulchan But that's called oil al shulchan because it's a cooking which it can now be prepared to be roy al shulchan Potatoes in a knish. That can be oil al shulchan Very often it'll be served that way. It's potatoes. <coughs> the knish is, is going to be a pasakam, won't be bishalakam. But the potato was cooked as a potato. That will be oil al shulchan because it can be put into a knish. It can be seasoned and made in mashed potatoes, like we said before. Pasta. Something called angel hair pasta, the thin pasta that they often serve underneath uh, meat uh, for an entree, an appetizer. Pasta is just the way it comes out of the pasta, not oil al shulchan But it can be served with something else, and then it is oil al shulchan However, a very important thing, this that the Chesed Lavram says, it can be prepared to be Eil HaShulcham so it's Eil HaShulcham and it's also, that, so ask the question, so what about sugar or oil? You can take this sugar and you can mix it into something very chashuv, you can take the oil and mix it into those potatoes So say that oil is Eil HaShulcham that we don't say. Basic ingredients, no, 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 thank you, thank you, just leave it over there. Basic ingredients which have no chashivas unto themselves, and you need the sugar, you need the oil, but the chashivas of the oil and the sugar is just an ancillary thing. It just becomes a part of the tafshal. It's not the main part of the tafshal, although it's necessary. That has no chashivas for itself. On that we don't say, but it could wind up on the shulchan of the melech. That we don't say. I mean, obviously, you need a judgment sometimes to know exactly where to draw the line, but that's the. Uh, Basically, that's together. And one more thing. If at the time the thing was cooked, it was oil al shulcha I'll give you an example. Let's say, <coughs> let's say tuna fish. Tuna fish can be oil al shulcha Again, the same way we said. It can be prepared nicely and mixed with things. It can be oil al shulcha But it's possible that the melech won't use tuna from a can. Maybe he will, but let's say he won't. Or some other fish which comes in a can. They'll only use fresh that's not matter anything, the fact that it's in a can. Because when it was cooked, that point was roy to be oil al shulchan with the additional things that would have been done to it. At that point, it was chalan at the iser. The fact that you stuck it in a can afterwards, it's not going to change anything. That's not going to make the iser go off. So that's the gather of oil al shulchan based on the chesed Lavrom's um, gather, his answer to the kasha. Something that's um, Michael Ben Rusoy, how could it be Eilal Shulcham Malachim? Yeah, but well, well, just one second, until what time do we have? 9 30. So, afterwards, if you don't mind. where the, <coughs> the Machna Yisrael was with the different Shvatim were <coughs> so the 12 Shvatim ringed the oil Mayat and 
closer to the oil Moed was the Levim. And on one side, on the Mizruch side, was Moshe, Aaron, Ubanov. So Rashi says, next to them was Degel Machane Yehuda, which also included Yisachar and Zvon. So Rashi says, they were Shechen of Shal Moshe. They were neighbors to Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, these Shvatim, Yehuda, Yisachar and Zvon, became Gedolim Batayra. I didn't read the whole Rashi. I left out something. Because I want to bring out a point, and I'll tell you in a minute what part that I left out. <clears throat> if I would ask you, what would be, well, two questions. First, if I would ask you, would you want to be neighbors to Moshe Rabbein? So, of course, you would say yes. It'd be a great privilege, a great honor, a great schuss. If I would ask you a follow up question, why would you want to be a neighbor with Moshe Rabbein? I'm sure you would say, just as I would have said, if I hadn't noticed what Rashi says, you would have said, a Navi, Tzadik, a nice person, Anav Mikol Odom. <clears throat> he was a celebrity, you know, get, a, get your picture in the paper, you, ha- you hang around, uh, you know, get behind them when they take a picture. It's exciting. I mean, you, there are all kinds of reasons why you'd want to be near Moshe Rabbein. But you know, that's not what Rashi says. Rashi says, they were neighbors to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu was sitting with a Gemara. Not he was a Navi, and not he was a Manik, and not he was Oila Leroy Shahar, Arboim Yoim, learning with HaKadosh Baruch himself. He was Oisek Batayra. So first of all, that's what a Godel Batayra is. A God will be Yisrael is he's sitting and learning. And secondly, <clears throat> the Oisha, the Oisha with an olive, the richness, the schus, to be near a God is this. You know, you have the picture of Rabbi Yashiv Zechariah and Lebracha. He was always with a Gemara. He was Manik shall call Yisroel. And he was always with a Gemara. That's the schus to be with Talmidei Chachamim is Shehoi Oisek Batayra. They saw Moshe Rabbeinu, no doubt, until the wee hours of the morning. Busy with Mishpat. Pasuk says, No doubt, a whole night he was sitting and learning. And I want to say that you have amongst you so you know that the Yungalite and this Kailo, and of course there are other Mekaimis Atayra here in this rich town. <coughs> you have in this Kailo, you know that they are learning, and you know <coughs> that they're giving, and you know that they're such nice people and generous people with their time and their energy and their interest. But they're also Gedolim Batayra and they're Oisek Batayra. And I spent time with them today. I spent almost three hours with them. I spent about <clears throat> half hour or 40 minutes. 
with each of the Jungleite, <coughs> the ones that were available today. And I'm in a position to, to state, authoritatively, I might say, that they're G'daylum Batayra. And it's your schus that you are Shechenov, Shalmoisha, Shalyoisek Batayra. And with this, you too will be Nasu G'daylum Batayra. And one more thing. There's only time for one more thing. There's a Peladikazach in the Trumas Hadesh. You know, the halacha is that on Shabbos you have to lane the whole parsha. If you leave out one word, no good. You have to be mashlam. On Yomtev, you also have to lane. The part of the laning that has to do with the Yomtev is a must. So you lane a little bit extra. Sometimes you lane parts that are not so, don't have so much necessarily to do with the Yom. If you made a mistake, you left that out. But the Yavid, you put away the Sefer already. You don't have to take out the Sefer and lane it again. You're laning on Pesach, and you didn't read the part about Pesach. You have to go back. You have to lane again. You weren't yet. Musadashan says, <clears throat> he was asked about a certain meaning. There isn't a time to say the whole thing. It's in, I believe, Simon Chavdal in terms of that. It's a very, a very short piece. The whole thing is a paragraph. Shemusadashan says <clears throat> that on Shavuos, there was a minig that <clears throat> certain kehillas, that Daaseris Hadibris, everybody said along with the Balkaira. So the point is, nobody heard the Balkaira. So they didn't hear it being laying from Sefer Torah. The rest of the laning they heard. And the Trumas Hadeshin says that on Shabbos, Pashas Yisrael, Pashas Vashchanam, when they did this, they're not Yoytza. You have to stop them so everybody can hear it from the Balkhara. He said, but on Shavuos it's okay. But the Abbot, that's the Minig, it's okay. And he doesn't spell it out, but by implication, it's perfectly clear in the Trumas Hadeshin that the Aseris Adibris is not Ma'akev in the laning on Shavuos. You hear that? The Aseris HaDibris is not Ma'akev in the laning on Shavuos. So what is Ma'akev? What is the laning for Shavuos? So it's, it's clear. Clear in the Trumbus HaDashen that what's Ma'akev on Shavuos is everything before the Aseris HaDibris. Your job, my job, our job, our job as Jews, as B'nai Torah, our job is to be Nechaynim, to be ready, to make ourselves into a clay kibble to the Aseris Adibris. That's what Shavuos is. Shavuos is to make yourself roy to be a Makabal HaTayram. Well, let the Ebishter worry about giving you the Torah. The Ebishter will see to it that you'll get the Aseris Adibris. That's not Ma'akiv to lane. Event, of course, was Ma'akiv. But to lane the Aseris Adibris is not Ma'akiv. What is Ma'akiv is that you have to be ready, you have to be open, you have to want to learn. And if you want to learn, everything else will follow. A person who's holding and learning, you don't have to talk to him about anything else. All the other things, he should daven right, he should be a mensch, he should be medaktik in mitzvahs, he should be nice to his children, nice to his wife, kind to his mother-in-law. If a person is holding and learning, he has, has all, all the good things. And if a person is not holding and learning, he just just flailing away, trying to be misaking this, trying to be misaking that. There's no shlemus to it. There's no wholesomeness to it. It's only with learning. A person has to make himself, have to make ourselves roy. 
to be nechaynim, to be roi, to be mekabal the Torah, and the Ebishter will hakam be mezakos with the Torah, the Aseris Adibris, and with the Torah, we should be zoicha, v'hoi reineinu, seiro secha.